Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit unitechurchak.org. Now enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. We are doing a series called Altars, and I've been just even last night we were talking about the fact that Jesus made the world his altar. And we were to make, the instructions were to make these altars from earth and stone. This was in Exodus. And uh, that Jesus actually came and um, he made the world his altar on that manger 2,000 years ago. And that altar was to remember the most special moment the world had ever seen. Up to that point, that was the most important and most special thing the world had ever seen, which was God himself coming as man, fully God, he still was fully God, but he became fully man at that exact moment, which virtually is impossible for us to understand. I don't, to say it is to try to understand it, right? But God made the world his home. And he came and brought his presence right in the midst of this humble place. And this is the same message that we have to understand about us, is that Jesus then goes to the cross, and he dies for our sins. He's buried for three days, and then he rose again. And the Bible says in Hebrews that that, actually that payment for our sin became a lasting payment that lasted forever, and no longer would we have to provide any more sacrifice for the sins that we had committed because Jesus was now the good and faithful high priest who had made an eternal sacrifice, one that would last forever. And that one sacrifice gave us freedom for Jesus to now rest upon us in the presence and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in us. And so then Jesus, again, through his presence, makes his altar his home inside of us. We became his manger. We're kind of like a manger, aren't we? We're kind of grubby and smelly and not all perfect. And we don't look that awesome. And we have all kinds of flaws and mistakes. And we're no perfect resting place for the perfection of God. But he says we are. And it's exactly what his plan was from the beginning. Is not that it was anything we could have possibly done that would make him us his resting place but it was by his plan and design and by his blood and by his sacrifice and by his desire and design that we will become his manger his resting place and so I like to think of myself as a pretty good manger a pretty good resting place for the Lord welcoming and accepting of God himself to come rest inside of me but there is a a a thing about life that is really difficult is that life is full of all kinds of storms. In fact, we're experiencing a mega storm is what they're calling it, right? Down in the US, down the, the lower 48, there's a mega storm. Ryan, you're still here because of the mega storm, right? My son is stuck in Texas because of the mega storm. And uh, there, there's a really cool passage, one of the most famous places in the Bible, uh, of, of miracles that Jesus did is Matthew 8, 23. A great tempest arose. And in the sea, uh, a great tempest arose, and in this, I don't know what I'm reading, right? Okay, a great tempest arose in the sea, and Jesus was asleep. I can do this today. I feel like I'm asleep. The disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. So they're in this boat, and they're out in the middle of the sea, and, 
and uh, this huge tempest flares up, right? Jesus says to them, why are you fearful, you of little faith? Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the disciples were out in a boat with Jesus, and they found themselves in a megastorm. And in that megastorm, they get all freaked out. But Jesus stands up in the middle of that storm, and he just says one thing to the storm. He says, peace, be still. And instantly, everything, just the whole sea calms. And then after that, the men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? That is kind of amazing. This same Jesus is the same Jesus that makes his home, and he makes you his manger, his altar. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, when I think about when, where Jesus is going to make his home and where he makes his home, he brings his presence. It's really comforting to think about that where Jesus shows up, he brings peace. You know, a lot of people say home is where your heart is, right? Home is where your heart is or home is where you hang your hat, right? So home is like the place where your heart belongs but I would say this too that you know home when you feel that place of home you feel like you know your heart is safe home is where your heart feels safe am I right not just any place in fact it isn't a building or a place or a house Um, it's where the people you care about are and where they and their presence makes you feel safe. And that feeling of safety is really the expression of peace. And when we find that Jesus is the prince of that peace, this is a big shift in our life. Is that when storms are happening, when the world around us is going crazy, when the mega storm hits and the life is going chaos, we have to invite the Prince of Peace into our manger, our simple manger, our manger life, right? We've got to just say, Jesus, will you just show up and calm this storm? Will you just bring your peace, your eternal peace to just come and just make a resting place here because I need safety, Where Jesus shows up, his people feel safe. It doesn't change the storm outside, like even in Miss Grundy's story. The storm was still outside, but when she invited Jesus into her space, she began to feel the peace of God. I know it's a made-up story, but it's true that that is what happens, is in the midst of our storms, the midst of our chaos, it doesn't stop the storm, guys. It doesn't always stop the storm on the outside, but it will, he will calm the storm on the inside. That is a promise. But we have to invite him into the manger. You gotta let him into your heart. You gotta let him into the midst of your chaos. Philippians 4.7 says that you will experience God's peace 
which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And Psalms 29, 11, the Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. So I want you to think about this, is that our hearts and minds actually need to be guarded because the storm causes us to flip out a little bit, right? In fact, when we have when we start looking at the storm, we start really experiencing all of the, the, the pressure from the storms in life. It can cause us to want to panic and have a response to that fear that'll cause us to run, even possibly abandon our posts. Like we can just get freaked out. Storms are scary because they have real consequences, right? Miss Grundy gets caught out in the storm, kids. She might, she might not make it. So storms are scary. But God is calling us to lean into him and to invite him in the midst of this place and ask him to guard our heart and mind. God, help me from losing my flipping mind right now. Because the storm is scary. It's freaking me out. And I need you, Jesus, your presence to guard it, to keep my head right. Guard my heart. Keep my heart focused and centered on you. And fill me with your presence. In fact, it, this, this says here that when we seek him for our strength, that God blesses us with his peace. God, give me your strength because I'm weak. I'm just a manger. I need you to show up with your glory and your power and your strength. And where I am weak, you are strong. But if I think I'm strong and don't need him, then I'm going to do it in my own strength. And then I'm going to be crushed and lose my mind, and many times I'll fall into panic. But God says that if you lean on me for your strength, I will bless you with peace. That's a good promise. God, why don't you fill us with your strength so I can be blessed with your peace? Feeling safe and at peace is one of the most important experiences in our life. Do you know that? We need that experience. We actually need the fear response in our life to turn off because anxiety drives all kinds of extremely unhealthy things in our life. <clears throat> it actually causes us to have all kinds of problems in our body systems. It causes us to have all kinds of bad reactions. In fact, we're our worst selves when we're scared. Do you know that actually your brain begins to shut down? You're your dumbest self when you're scared. That's also true. We're kind of not the best versions of us when we're scared. And many of us live in perpetual anxiety. And God wants to show up as the Prince of Peace and begin to calm those fears and anxieties. I'm going to give you one really good director direction on how you can do this. And it's found in Proverbs 3.5, another extremely famous passage in the Bible. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. When we lean on him and we learn to trust him, hear his voice, follow his will, then we follow his direction. When we follow that, when we trust in him, his presence shows up. He directs our path. Our confidence in him increases. And when we follow him, his peace follows us. 
Come on, his peace fills us. When we're in the hand of God, when we're in the will of God, when we are following and trusting the Lord, his peace fills our life. When we get outside of that, when we're not following the heart of God or the will of God, then all of the sudden, anxiety and fear and worry begin to flood and overwhelm our life. But the focus of following The focus of following the Lord's instructions is such a key to us operating and living in the peace of God. When we don't trust what we think we see, but instead lean on what he says to do, in all our ways we worship and acknowledge him, he makes our past right, he brings us into a road and a place of peace. John 4, 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear. When we're in him, when we're found in him in his presence, his love floods our life. And when we belong to the Father, when we know we're in him and we know we're safe in Jesus, then we know nothing can harm us. Not in eternity. Even if they take our entire life here on earth, that nothing can harm us in eternity. And that gives us an eternal peace, an eternal hope that no one can steal and rob. And when we find ourselves in relationship, in love with him, that relationship is reciprocal. When we love on him, he loves on us back. And that relationship, we encounter his presence and his presence begins to manifest itself in this feeling of peace that God It's going to be all right because you're in my boat. You're in my manger. Even if all the storm and hell breaks loose in my life, I'm going to end up in eternity with you, and we're going to make it. We're going to be all right forever. In fact, made right forever. And that is where peace really lies, is when we see that it's all about eternity and us experiencing a little piece of that here on earth in our little manger life, while we're going through our mega storms here, right? We want to experience that, but we have to first put our hope and trust in him. And when we do that, we acknowledge him, we hear him, we follow him, and then fall in love with him, in love with that relationship. And that relationship begins to manifest this understanding or this reality of the peace that the Bible says actually surpasses all of our understanding. That when we experience him truly and we're following him and his relationship is manifesting peace in our life, that causes us to surpass all understanding, all of the reality of the megastorm around us. None of those details matter anymore because the understanding that God is going to take care of us through any and every circumstance and nothing can separate us from the love of God for all eternity. When that becomes reality, the storm no longer causes us to panic. And we behave differently in the midst of trials and struggles and trouble and hardship and megastorms, right? Because his peace is now ruling our heart and our mind. It is now guarding it. It is directing it. It is leading it. Because we know that we know that we know, no matter what, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Amen?
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.